bitches. It's Wednesday, December 14th. And yesterday, oh my God, I was so lucky, so grateful. The amazing people at Good Day LA on Channel 11 invited your old bitch, TikTok Bubby, to come in and talk about my TikTok. And I just want to thank Amanda, Erica, uh, Stormy and uh, Brooke. Is that right? I have that beautiful girl in the red dress. I hope your name is Brooke because I didn't really meet you in person for real. I mean, we talk, but I don't know. Anyway, and all the other people there who are absolutely positively amazing to welcome this old 75-year-old old bitch wearing her Run DMC Adidas outfit with the gold neck beat the round for my mother, God rest her soul, Mildred Mendelssohn. Thank you very much. You all know me as either S.J. Mendelssohn, TikTok Bubby, Maw Kitty, but from the show Bubby's No Best. Oh my God, lots of commercials. When I kissed um, Simon Cowell, when I was on America's Got Talent, Wild Studied a game of golf. I might Make a play for the caddy. And guess what? I walked behind Howie Mandel and touched his shoulder. I had gloves on, Howie. I had gloves on. And what happened? Of course, he zzzed me. All right. And what's her name then? What Brown? Whatever her name is. I don't know. One of the, uh, what are those girls in, in England? Those dancers, singers, whatever the hell they were. I forget their names. Anyway, she beat me too. Alex, it's redundant. You overdid it. Ah, shit. Right. Give an old gal a break. I was almost 70 then. But Simon Cowell kissed me. And girls and guys, he's a great kisser. So I just wanted to thank everybody there yesterday. You know, and you know my platform, of course, on this as well as Cancer survivors, transgender people, homelessness, and single parents, and suicide prevention. So I'm going to read a couple of things. You know, I always love to read from the LA Times. It's a couple of different things. Let's read, Bass, counsel persists despite tumult. Homeless emergency is okayed in a meeting where DeLeon votes from a back room. He was hiding, bitches, that Kevin DeLeon, he couldn't retire and say, you know what? I fucked up. I made a mistake. I am prejudiced. Of course, I'm a Latino man or whatever the hell he is with brown skin, but I'm, I'm prejudiced. Okay. I fucked up. He couldn't say that. He couldn't admit that. Could he? No, of course not. So he won't retire. So the Los Angeles city, this is a, I love to read from the times by Julia Wick, David Zanizer, well, I've read some of his stuff before. Dakota Smith and Benjamin Oroskis. I hope I pronounced that right. Maybe I didn't. The Los Angeles City Council approved Mayor Karen Bass's declaration of a homelessness emergency at a fraught four-hour meeting Tuesday, giving the new mayor a potentially critical tool for addressing the humanitarian crisis in L.A. because it is that. The vote should have been a simple procedural step, but it was thrown into jeopardy by the tumult at City Hall. Embattled Councilman Kevin DeLeon stepped onto the council floor midway through the session. 
Council President Paul Krikorian immediately called for a recess, sending the meeting into limbo. Limbo. I remember the limbo sidebar. Every girl in Galligan. Da, 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 da. Chubby checker. Jack be limbo, Jack be quick. Jack jump under limbo stick. All around the limbo clock. Hey, let's do the limbo rock. Woo! Okay, sidebar back. De Leon has faced a widespread widespread calls for his resignation as fallout from a racist leak audio tape rolled the city. Several colleagues have threatened to leave the room if he showed up. Tensions intensified over the weekend after De Leon was involved in a fight with an activist during an Eastside Christmas tree lighting. For much of the meeting, it was unclear whether the council would have members willing to sit in the room with De Leon and cast votes. Ten members are needed to conduct council business. But after a long standoff followed by De Leon's exit from the room, the council ultimately voted 13 to zero for the mayor's declaration. Although De Leon was out of his chair, he was able to cast his vote from a back room that is considered part of the council chamber. The chamber exploded with anger. Hmm. As protests, as De Leon had voted in the proposal from outside the room with chants of shame and you lie reverberating through the space. Council member Hugo Soto Martinez, who had promised earlier in the day to stay out of the chamber if De Leon was present, said he did not initially realize that De Leon was in another room casting votes. I saw him walk away, he said. I was surprised to see he was still voting. Ay, Soto Martinez called De Leon's behavior despicable. At the same time, he said he and others would determine to cast votes on renter project protections. Thank God. And the emergency declaration. We just could not allow him to hold us hostage, he said. Had the council been unable to conduct a vote, Bass could have seen her first major policy proposal delayed by us. Fucking month. I put the fucking in there, okay? The council's next meeting is January 10th. Dozens of protesters repeatedly disrupted the meeting even before De Leon arrived, screaming expletives at various city officials and demanding a halt to the proceedings. Well, I'm glad they didn't halt them because this is a humanitarian crisis. Come on. Several... Rows of De Leon supporters occasionally sparred verbally with the, his detractors. The disorder at City Hall raises questions about how the council will proceed if De Leon continues to attend meetings. It's unclear whether the same procedural sleight of hand with De Leon, De Leon present but out of the room will be used again. The chamber's voting software is set to register each of the 15 lawmakers as an automatic, automatic yes vote. Members must press a vote vote must press a button to vote no from their chairs, but can easily cast yes out votes from outside the room. Once council members are marked present at a meeting, they are a, they are free to chat in the hallway, go to the bathroom, and make use of multiple meeting rooms behind the chamber while casting votes. The arrangement confused many in the audience who noticed that De Leon was out of the room but still marked present on a large screen above the floor. He can't face us. If he's going to vote, he needs to stand right there. Protester Brett Sullivan yelled from the audience. 
The upheaval took place on a critical day for City Hall. The council cast a number of other high-profile votes, re-electing Kerkorian as its president and approving a one-month extension of the COVID-19 eviction moratorium, thank God. It was also the first time five new city council members took their seats around the Chamber's Horseshoe in their last meeting before their winter recess. At times, council members appeared to be engaged in a cat-and-mouse game with De Leon. Hmm. Determined to stay out of whatever room he was in. De Leon entered City Hall shortly before noon, escorted by several police officers. On his way in, he told a reporter that the council needed to pass the May's emergency order, noting that his district has the largest homeless population in the country. We have millions of folks who go to work every day with folks that they don't like, and they still get up every morning and go to work, he said. We just got to get back to work. Once De Leon was in his chair, council members walked out of the chamber. Protesters angrily yelled for De Leon to leave, and his supporters chanted his name and said, Si, si puedo. Gregorian called for recess and then quietly conferred with De Leon for more than 15 minutes as screams from protesters intermittently echoed throughout the room. Gregorian then exited the chamber, leaving De Leon alone at the horseshoe. De Leon remained at his seat in the chamber for about an hour, occasionally conferring with stamp members and periodic outbursts from the thinning crowd. Finally left the room at 1 p.m., sparking competing chants from his supporters and detractors. He's still got supporters. He then went into a back room with Krikori. Anyway, you know, I'm just saying, after all, everything was done. You know, Ms. Bass declared a state of emergency on homelessness after taking office Monday. It needed a council vote veto to go into effect. Vote, not veto. The declaration will allow her to spend money on services and facilities to assist L.A.'s unhoused population without competitive bidding or council approval. Talking to reporters after the vote, Krikorian said it would have been a horrible disservice to to both Bass and the county's 40,000 unhoused individuals if the council failed to sign off on the emergency order. This is a great example of why this council must continue to do its work no matter what he said. After the meeting, council members joined others outside at an outdoor reception for the council's five newly elected members where the attendees ate chocolate crepes, get this, and listened to classic oldies, chocolate crepes that I'm sure they gave out to the homeless. I'm sorry, you don't want to say unhoused individuals now. Bass showed up partway through the event to thank the council for approving her emergency declaration. This is a monumental day for the city of Los Angeles, she said in a separate statement in the vote. So what do you all think about that? Huh? What do you think about all of this as, and also the interesting thing about this is like Project Open Housing, sidebar, of course, about the homeless. You know me and the homeless. I'm a big unhoused, unhoused, not homeless. Anyway, open housing project struggles to fill rooms even as the homeless crisis grows. Oh, my God. It's not by Jamie Ding. It's not much a bed with a mattress, 
a small nightstand, a dresser, a closet, some assorted appliances in a hundred and square, 160 square foot room. Some of those rooms have bathrooms, but most don't. Several floors of the 14 floor building were sweltering over the summer. The kitchen is all the way on the bottom floor. Still, the Cecil Hotel represents an opportunity for its formerly homeless inhabitants to have a room of one's own. One that comes with 24-hour security and the freedom to come and go without curfew. Unbelievable. You know, and this really is the sidebar what I shared about yesterday on TikTok about single families and single parents and my homeless agenda and what I feel about how people are struggling today. You know, unhoused individuals, single parents, all of that is so important to me, being a single parent. You know, I've shared that with you so many a time on TikTok. And wow. And how much and how grateful I was that when my then husband left, we had our apartment. I paid the rent every month, but it was late. So the owner charged me 10% late fee. All right, 10% is better than nothing. And he could have thrown me out. He could have evicted me but he didn't. And as time went along, I got my shit together. I said, okay, Sandra Jane Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn's my, my, my name, my real name. My maiden name. You got to do it for your son and for yourself. I know you had what they call the typical AA car. The AA car is always banged up with dents and stuff. You can't afford to have it fixed, but thank God you have a car. You know, thank goodness you have a car that works, thank God. And so, I mean, that was my story when it came to our life. We had food on the table. He had clothes on his back. I had clothes on my back. And, you know, I still have some of the furniture that I collected back then from the Salvation Army and secondhand stores because First of all, nobody makes stuff like they used to make in the 30s, 40s, and even the 50s. So I still have some of that stuff. So any of these people who are living in the historic Cecil Hotel Cecil, you know, with its haunted reputation, 600 rooms, reopened in December 21, 2021 as a private funded permanent supportive housing project with most of the rooms reserved specifically for those in the bottom 30% of the area's median income. It's open to any of the thousand. Let's go here. Wow. Unhoused Angelinos who have government-funded vouchers. Many view the project as a promising new model in L.A. because of its size and its flexibility. There aren't necessarily other projects like this, said Jet Dove, former Chief Advancement Doy, officer of the Skid Row Housing Trust, which serves as Cecil's building manager. In addition to the all-private capital financing, she notes that it's unusual for a landlord to be willing to accept any tenant-based vouchers someone might have. And yet, a year later, two-thirds of the Cecil remains unoccupied. Why? At a time when more than 40,000 people are experiencing homelessness in the city, it may seem unfathomable for 400 units to be sitting empty in a building near Skid Row. What's that all about, huh? 
Anyway, ah, but even with solid funding and the best of intentions, the Cecil Project has struggled to overcome a system beset with slow-moving bureaucracy and multiple failure points into offer housing that serves a population with myriad needs. You know, I also want to share about this city. You know, the city council is the one that makes all the rules. The mayor really has no say. The mayor's like a figurehead in L.A. It, it always was, and I'm sure it always will be. The city council makes the rules. It's an ironclad city council, and they make the determinations. Who gets the money? You know, who says they get the money? You know, who gets the funding? It's not the mayor. You know, hello? It's not the mayor. So, you know, for years and years and years and years, you know, I've lived in this city since 1976. And it's not the mayor who makes the decisions. It's the city council who passes everything. So tell me, what's that all about? Why can't the city council get their shit together and allow these people to live? You know, it's a slow moving system. Despite how eager the owners of the Cecil are to fill the building, the problems in L.A.'s homeless housing system runs deep and are often out of control of any one one actor, okay? In July 2021, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development awarded 70,000 emergency housing vouchers to authorities across the U.S., including 3,365 vouchers to L.A., and a couple thousand more to L.A. County. This means there are more than 7,000 voucher holders looking for housing in the L.A. region during a time of historically low vacancy rates. The effort is part of the American Rescue Plan Act signed by President Biden in an attempt to help those most vulnerable in society as COVID-19 exacerbated their economic struggles. The housing subsidies are part of the federal Section 8 program and geared toward people and families who are homeless at risk of becoming homeless, recently homeless, or fleeting intimate violence, sexual assault, stalking, or human trafficking, okay? Months later, you know, Cecil's still encountering the same problems. Hello. So I don't know what to tell you. Because the city council members take their goddamn time. The Homeless and Housing Committee approved a motion to direct staff to look into how such an agreement would work and be funded. It was passed by the city council on August 21st. There's been no movement on the plan since then. Hello? Anyway, meanwhile, the staff at the Cecil is trying to take matters into its own hands. Leslie Morales, the building's leasing outreach coordinator, hand-delivered hard copies of 20 applications to the 1,000 Hardy December 1st. After electronic submissions were met with months of radio silence, she received seven rent proposals the next day. I told him I'll be dropping off them off once a week. Oh, see, it's all bogged down in the city council. The L.A. famous Kevin DeLeon debacle city council. And we need to get unhoused individuals housed and if Cecil Hotel wants to house them well let them in let the people in can't you do that why not what's the problem you tell me you know oh god the city that we live in the beautiful 
City of the Angels, some angels, ha ha, I moved here in 1976. I got off the plane and I was like, I'm, I'm in heaven. This is perfect. The city is beautiful. People are so friendly. Everybody smiles. There's no bars on the window. Okay? People stop for you at crosswalks when they're driving. This was in 1976 when I moved here. Ha, 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 ha. 2000, 2022, it ain't like that anymore, honey. There's bars on the windows, okay? People don't stop for people in the crosswalk. In fact, if you get hit in a crosswalk, they ain't going to stop if you're hurt or dying there. They're just driving off. Fuck them, right? So it was a different world when I moved here. I thought, is this paradise? I'm in heaven. Heaven. I'm in heaven. Sure, I'm in heaven, right, of course. Now, some heaven. So, once again, to all the single parents out there who are looking for a place to live, get a voucher if you're on house. You know, find a place to live and, and get it. Go get Section 8, you know, if you need to, which is still available here. And you know what? Reach out to me. Reach out to TikTok Bubby. You know I'm on TikTok if you want to message me, okay? I mean, I have a lot of stuff to give you, but I'll send you something. Cups, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, anything if you have no place or no clothes or anything like that. I don't have a lot to give, but I can only give of myself. And I hope you watched me yesterday on Good Day, Day LA, which was, an yes, I've got a lot of opinions, okay? And if you don't know that by now, then you've never watched my TikTok. I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. You know, I thought the world, I thought the world was going to be better. My generation dreamed of peace and love, you know, the baby boomers, that things would be wonderful. People would love each other, you know, make love, not war. All we need, you know, is love. And, and that's what we thought. But the reality of the world is very different. It was ushered in with the Reagan administration who closed everything up so that a lot of unhoused individuals who needed mental health things were let go on the street. Well, where the hell were they going to go? The street, there was no place for them anymore. All right. So I'm just very frustrated right now. Just reading all this stuff about the fights in the city council and the De Leon debacle and, you know, Karen Bass and we'll see what happens with her you know, so Rick Caruso, I love you. I'm there for you. If you ever need any old bag like me to like, you know, if you're going to run for governor, I'll be helping you. I just want to let you know that. So I just also want to say my closing statement is if no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. Don't give up. Never give up.